0: Hello and welcome to the Music Survival Guide, the independent musician's guide on how to survive in the music industry. My name's Phil and I'm a mixing engineer at Vortis Sound Studios. Joe is here with me, I believe, too.
1: Hello. My name is Joe Sage and I'm a producer and mix engineer. Hooray. How you doing, Phil?
0: I'm I'm alright, yeah. I'm I'm surviving. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm good in the in the current climate, I'm go I'm all good. Who knows what it will be like when we put this out. But
1: at the moment, we're all good. Yes. Should just be a caveat. I feel like we should timestamp everything we're doing now. So it's done 20th of March, 2020.
0: Ooh. So what
1: are we going to cover today?
0: So this week, we are covering paid advertising for musicians. Should you do it? What's it for? What's it about?
1: <laughs> cool. So am I okay to kick us off? Go for it. So I personally think the best thing you can do before you even start thinking about paid ads, and it's a step that a lot of people miss, is setting yourself a goal for paid advertising is a massive, massive thing. It's really easy. And unfortunately, the Facebook and Instagram algorithms make it very easy to just boost posts and hope for the best. It's best to kind of take a step back and think, right, okay, What is our goal for paid advertising? For our budget, what do we want? Is it going to be 5,000 streams on Spotify? Do we want 10,000 subscribers on YouTube? Do we want X amount of followers on Instagram or Facebook? It's really important to set yourself these goals so you don't just end up throwing money and hoping for the best. Yes. No,
0: you've got to be very clear what you want to do with it. Facebook is very good. When you run a page, you'll see this going, Hey, why don't you boost this post? Why don't you do some advertising campaigns? And they keep showing me av- potential advertising campaigns in my own Facebook feed for my page, which is very annoying. But it emphasizes to you, if you run a page, especially on Facebook, um, what you might be able to do with the system. And they want you to spend money, but you've got to go in with a clear a clear goal, a clear vision for what you want at the end of it. Mm. And if you don't, you're just throwing money at, a, at the wall, really.
1: Yeah. And that kind of leads me on to my second point. And it's a bit of a businessy jargon thing, but it makes sense. And that is to have a centralized call to action or a CTA. So all your marketing and all your promo, and in this case, your paid ads on social media, should be focused on one goal. Quite often, if you're presented with a choice, people won't take either you need to kind of make it clear what you want people to do when they see your paid promotion. Hmm. So, Phil, what could some of those call to actions be? What could some of those goals be?
0: So, um, if you're in a band, then an obvious one is something like getting some streams, either on um, Spotify or YouTube or pick your platform. Um, Another one could be getting people to like your page, um, or getting people to engage with a particular piece of content on your page. Things like that. That's, that's kind of the obvious place to start.
1: Mm-hmm. So to drill down, I think, a little bit further into the streams especially, is I would focus on one streaming platform instead of focusing on multiple. Because, again, if you, say, have a post and it says, uh, listen to us on Apple Music or Spotify or Deezer or YouTube, or this, you you know, Facebook video, or follow us on Instagram, it just kind of makes people go, uh, 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 and not do any. Whereas if you go... None of the above. yeah, Yeah, they won't pick any of the above. Whereas if you go, here's this one thing we want you to do, we're going to make it abundantly clear what we want you to do and what you get out of it, people will
0: opt into that a lot quicker. And there'll just be a button at the bottom, hopefully, that you can press, that just goes, take me to the thing you want me to see, basically. Mm -hmm. so yeah having an obvious call to action an obvious goal it should be the one and the same thing um is the key thing work out what that is for your band work out what the best thing for you at your stage of your career is the other thing to think about kind of an initial thing to think about is is it worth doing (laughs) so if you don't have something for someone to listen to say on spotify or, or you know wherever it may be if you, yeah, if you haven't got any music out, if you're not using your social media very much, um, things like that, if you're a brand new band, then I would honestly say don't bother. You're just going to be throwing money at the th- situation. Um, unless you've got something to show to people, whether that's music or um, Facebook or Instagram activity, then don't do it. Focus on that first. So you want to try and build up um, uh, an audience naturally. Before you start advertising, because then some th- people will hopefully then click on your advert and go, oh, look, there's a community here and they're posting about things. No, that's quite interesting. And then start following you. If you if they click on your page and then discover you've got one post, which is here's us. And then another, which is, oh, look, here's our first profile picture. Then there's, there's just not much to see and do on there.
1: Yeah, it's got to pass all the caveman test, really. So whether that be you add itself or when you click on your page you've got to feel confidence in that, oh, okay, this is something I'm into. Take it from something else where, say, someone was selling trainers. If you clicked on the ad and the site looked like it was developed in 1998 and was all buggy and there was nothing really on it, you wouldn't buy those trainers. So again, it kind of the same principle works with your band profile, that if, if something doesn't look right, people will just click away very quickly. Hmm. And not only that is Facebook will have charged you money for the courtesy of it.
0: Yeah. If you're something I've always heard about advertising on social media, um, is if you're linking to either your website, banned website for whatever reason, or your social media profile, it's got to have passed the smell test. That's what it's called, isn't it? Um, so if someone reads your, your advertising, whatever it may be, um, and they kind of read the way it reads and the kind of keywords it's using. Are those keywords reflected in the page that you're linking them to? Now, this doesn't maybe work so much when you're linking to, say, Spotify or something. But when you're linking to a specific website or social media page, it's got to have a similar um, scent. <laughs> it's got to kind of read the same way that your, say, your social media posts read. And if if not, Facebook will, um, in their algorithm, punish you for it, but still charge mm. you for the advert, unfortunately.
1: Applying those same rules as well is you've got to have something in your advertising copy that will entice people to click on it. And I think that might be you know specific genre-based words or drilling down into your audience preferences and seeing what kind of stuff they would like to click on. Look back at your posts that have done well. And then you can use that again for, um, hmm. you can use similar styles for uh, paid advertising. The biggest mistake I see, and I'm sure, Phil, you get these ads as well, is you just see an ad that says, uh, you know, here's, here's our single, click on the Spotify now, and it'll be a band I've never heard of. I don't know if anyone's clicking on those ads, because it certainly <laughs> doesn't make me. Like, there's no part of that that makes me go, oh, that's for me, or I'll get something out of this. I just think, well, yeah, they're just trying to flog their single and they haven't made an attempt to even entice me in in any way I have seen posts like that but
0: Joe if you were that band and you wanted people to listen to or download your single how would you make a post what kind of thing would you do to make it enticing
1: for starters I'd do a video I think that's with a bit of the song on it maybe I. it's difficult I think you can go about it whatever way that feels natural for you it's got to feel like it's it's part of your band. Again, you don't quite pass the caveman test if it's all this massive high production or a certain theme and then your music doesn't match up to it. Hmm. Ultimately you want them to win them round as fans, so it's all gotta kind of uh lead into lead into one another. There's gotta be uh, continuity between everything. Um But the the worst thing you can do is just put a a link to Spotify because the picture itself doesn't doesn't draw the eye, especially artwork as well, it doesn't draw the eye. So I would just kind of have, even if it's just a video done on an iPhone with someone's, a band member's face is a big thing because I think the algorithm massively pushes uh, images of people's face talking um is that, is, that a, is that a sentence face talking people, people face talking um well it is now uh, <laughs> i
0: i don't know i i don't know it's it's giving me weird sort of dystopian horror visions of face talking and i don't know <laughs> it's
1: strange but we'll anyway, go with it we'll roll with yeah. it yeah so whether that be a band member talking to camera that's the phrase i was looking that's for. the one um saying hi we're so and so and we do this and then overlay loads and loads of potential gig footage backstage footage with the single in the background and then at the end you could just have you know go stream on new single blah 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 on spotify Mm. click on click on the video and it takes them immediately to it because you can set it up like that in in facebook ads and you can do the same with instagram and again part of that ad should be um just a link to the spotify it should all be kind of like funneling towards one central place whether that be you know spotify youtube whatever you've decided
0: and you've got to think carefully about especially that that very first phrase you've got to make it really concise so as joe was saying like you know we are so and so and we play this genre um probably to my mind being in the music, I like um the purest form of that is motorhead because when they always said talked about themselves, they said, "We are motorhead, and we play rock and roll, and it was just like, right, mm. okay, I know who you are and what you do um, I mean a lot of people know motorhead nowadays, but if you if you really try and hone down to a really basic sentence like that, that will pass the capon test. that will make people immediately go, "I know who you are and what you do
1: yeah, ultimately you're you're competing against other people it's it's a very saturated market at the moment and one that it has a very low entry point point. plus it's it's pay to win is, is another factor yeah. but there are there are so many brands never mind bands that i don't think you'd be able to tell the difference in my accent yeah there are bakeries that have logos that look like band logos and stuff like that so often when i see a band that have put a post. I'm like, are, are, are they a lawyer firm? Are they a bakery? <laughs> it's just because everything kind of looks the same. But like you said, it's that Motorhead thing of just kind of going, hi, we're Motorhead. We play rock and roll. Within a few seconds, you go, okay, that's either, that's that's for me, great. I'll listen on and potentially stream it. Or you go, no, that's not for me. And you move on. And more importantly, if you set your Facebook adds up right you can set it so that you won't pay for those people who move on Mm. the worst case scenario you have is someone clicking on your link that isn't really interested in what you're trying to show them and they press skip and Mm. therefore your song just tanks in the spotify and facebook algorithm bad times Mm. i
0: think we need to talk about something that is deeply unsexy but so important to advertising Keywords. (laughs) Keywords Hmm. will make or break your advert if you're on Google and on Facebook, the sort of equivalent of that is targeting, proper targeting of the right people. There is no easy way for us to say, hey, you should do this. You should target people between, I don't know, 25 and 35, whatever it may be. You just need to essentially plan and research who your target market is and if you're not sure then do some do some research on the people who are following your social media profiles already um there are tools and ways and means of finding out this information especially if you have like business accounts and you just need to do, maybe do an experiment do, do a bit of an experiment do a bit of a um a sort of low stakes low cost experiment and see how people engage with a few posts and a few a few different kind of markets and a few different um keywords um so if you do choose google advertising which eh, for bands i don't know if that's going to be so good for you um they, I, I would say
1: it's 100 percent awful for you it's 100 percent awful for you
0: but so for google keywords for example no one talks about it because it's a secret <laughs> so the more people use a keyword the more expensive it is and it's actually a similar thing with um facebook targeting and instagram targeting if loads of people decide to use the exact same demographics the cost of that will just skyrocket so no one's particularly going to say if you ask if you talk to a band and said what are your you know who are you targeting say on facebook or whatever the chances are they won't tell you exactly just because it's going to
1: make it cost more for everyone Mm. so a good place to start that research is at the time of recording this if you go into your spotify for artists which will assume if you've already got stuff out and everyone should definitely have claimed the Spotify for Artists page. There's no excuse for that really. Is that you have an analytics section. So you can go in and you can look at your last single and you go, Wow, well 80% of our audience is from Bristol, male, and between 25 and 30. And they also listen to these artists. Great. That's that's your starting place. Hmm like just target that audience and then see how that goes from there and the important thing is split test as well so that's where you're running two ads with one variable so you might be running the same ad but the targeting is slightly different so you could go okay well we're going to run um, this ad to as we talked about before like you know bristol 18 to 25 or whatever one could be for men and the other one could be for women and mm. if one clearly outperforms the other, you go, okay, well, this time we'll run it, say, if it's women, you go, okay, we'll just run it for women, but we'll run it in Cardiff and then see which one outperforms the other. There's, there's loads of variables in that. And mm. I wouldn't do more than one. Yes. Because I think you, you're going to need a huge budget to be able to tell the difference between the two. But it, it's a really good place to kind of find your market. And the great thing is, is once you know your market, then that will help you actually design the ads because you'll kind of go, okay, yeah, we need to start targeting towards these types of people. It's always good to kind of have someone in mind when you're writing an ad as if you're writing it directly to them. And secondly, is that that audience is your audience. You now know for the future, once you've got a solid audience that the algorithm likes and you can promote to efficiently, That won't change. You can just keep that and build on that as time goes by.
0: Yes, 100%. I think something that Joe said has to be emphasised a bit more, which is building your your avatar of the person you're marketing to is really key. And Mm. you can go as granular as you like. What kinds of uh, pages does this person visit? What kinds of music do they enjoy is an obvious place to start. Um, Where do they live? How old are they? things things like that you need to think about those kinds of things um and then you can build the kind of advert that really appeals to them really targets them um not only in uh the actual targeting information but also in the, the way you're writing it and how you're conveying yourself
1: okay so let me just do a quick hypothetical we'll build like a like a really rough audience for like this hypothetical band mm-hmm um so they're a heavy rock band um kind of biffy clyro ish okay they've maybe got i'm gonna say a thousand fans and this is their third single what kind of targeting and what kind of ad would you run for that the big number three um Mm. and
0: we're trying to get people to listen to their third single that's the goal
1: yeah okay let's let's go
0: for spotify streams So in terms of a target audience um, for rock music, speaking very generally, it's actually quite broad nowadays. Now, there there would have been a time when, you know, you'd say, yeah, someone like, I don't know, 20 to 30, but there's loads of people who've been listening to rock since they were youth and they're not so youthful anymore, (laughs) to put it nicely. So you, you could go super broad, but... If I was in that band, I'd start off by looking at the thousand followers and working out what kind of age range they are. But I would, if I don't have that information, which I don't, then I'd start off by saying maybe they're twenty-five to forty, mm-hmm. or maybe no, actually eighteen to forty. Let's let's make it a little bit a little bit wider. Um, and I'd say they are in the UK, assuming we're a UK band, just because you want to build up a local following first, people who can come to your gigs, maybe even narrow it down to your city um to within i don't know 50 miles of your city or whatever it may be maybe 50 miles is a bit big for the uk anyway (laughs) something like that um and then you'd work out uh bands that they are that they that they like so on facebook you can target various interests so if you can find certain bands that they like you can use those as kind of targeting points I don't know much about bands like Biffy Clyro so I can't can't really speak to bands that are like them sorry (laughs) but I think about bands who are along that line
1: okay but on that what you can do is if you type in Biffy Clyro once you kind of select the band Facebook will offer some suggestions of similar bands aha so what you can do is you can then kind of go into there and it will often bring up bands. You go, oh, yeah, no, yeah, we are like that. Oh, yeah, that is kind of like our target demographic, blah, blah, blah. And it will kind of say, well, people who've targeted for Biffy Claro before also like to target these areas. Mm. And it gives you loads of ideas. So that's, that's another thing to consider when targeting. Certainly.
0: And the last thing I'd include is male. <laughs> I hate to say it, the rock audience is largely male now there are loads and, loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of women who like that kind of music don't get me wrong but you just need to tend towards the largest audience if you're gonna spend your money wisely you need to really work out your largest um single demographic and that includes male or female
1: mm. there might be scope for split testing that
0: yeah you could but if i was finding just one audience to start then that's that's where i'd start
1: yeah it's a good place to start But I'd argue that although there could be a larger amount of men in that broad church of audience, they might not be the best, what is referred to as qualified traffic. Mm. So what you might find is, I mean, it could work vice versa as well, is loads of men might see it, but not do anything with it. Whereas you might get a few women who see it, but all of them go and stream the single and all Mm. of them add it to a playlist so it's, those are the types of things that you have to kind of consider. It's not just about how many people see it. It's about how many people actually take the desired call to action that we talked about before.
0: I think the other thing to, to bear in mind when you're setting up this kind of um, audience um, is you need to think about negative targeting. Now, there's there's a lot that could be said about negative targeting, but you want to think about attributes that you don't want your <laughs> desired audience to have. So say you are pathologically opposed to coldplay. <laughs> and you think anyone this is this is a weird example. Anyone who likes coldplay can't possibly like our music and will never like our music, then you can exclude anyone that likes coldplay as any good band should.
1: <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of coldplay, but that's besides the point. I see. <laughs> anyway but on that topic what you can do as well as exclude is you can also add in a required other target Mm. so i've probably messed up how they pronounce it in facebook ads it seems to change every other week for example you might have loads of people like a big mainstream band that like biffy clara because they've been on radio one so they've maybe liked the page but they might not be into the earlier stuff, which is kind of what you associate your band to be like. Mm. The best way to disqualify those types of audience members that probably won't like your stuff is you can say, okay, well, we want them to like Biffy Clyro and these other bands. Or a great way is you go, okay, well, maybe we want specific musos rather than people who are kind of half into it. So you could say, right, well, we want someone who is into Biffy Clyro, but they also like these radio stations or these publications. And those, again, as part of your avatar building, they need to be things that you associate with people who are, you know, your desired audience, whether that be musos or people who are likely to subscribe. And again, it's all kind of about experimenting and seeing what works.
0: Mm. I think it depends on what kind of campaign you're trying to run but if you're trying to do a kind of common like our page type post uh common followers whatever it may be make sure you exclude people who already follow your page
1: is <laughs> this yeah there's nothing i'm pretty sure you can't do that now like facebook not? will go facebook will go why are you doing that oh i did not know
0: that mm-hmm. that shows last time used facebook advertising but it changes <laughs> so quickly It does. But make sure if you can do that, make sure you do. Make sure you exclude audiences who really don't want to see your advert, whatever it may be. Another consideration uh, for your marketing is your budget. Uh, Mm. Now, a lot of bands, at least a lot of bands that I know, don't have millions to spend on this. Surprise, surprise. So you've got to think really carefully about your budget. Now, there's loads of different ways to do it. Um, you can, I know we're principally talking about Facebook and Instagram here, so you can set like a lifetime budget for your entire thing and then go, you know, whenever the money runs out, it runs out. I'd like it to run for, I don't know, this long, or you can set a daily budget and it depends on, um, it depends on how confident you are with your money and how long you want your campaign to last really. That's what, that's what it comes down to.
1: Yeah. There's a lot to be said for how, scary facebook ads can seem financially i think there's a misconception that you need to be spending an absolute fortune on uh making and uh publishing ads for your single what i would say is if you've not experimented with it before is spend a pound a day on Mm. your promotion so if you know say for example you're doing 10 days before the release And then 10 days after, kind of spending a pound on Facebook and Instagram, just kind of boost your posts, which you you should be doing, you know, a post a day minimum in the build up to your song being released anyway. Most people, certainly from what I've come across, seem to be afraid of failing at it. Hmm. And I think the unfortunate thing is you've got to just assume that you will get things wrong. That's kind of the nature of Facebook ads is you kind of need to fail to know not to go in those directions and to go in others so if you can kind of spend small amounts of money so you know when you do have the budget for promotion that you're not just going to spend it and see no results you can go okay cool well this worked on our last one when we shown a pound let's scale that up to a few more pound a day on the things that did work for the next single
0: and you can when you're making your advert and you set your budget facebook um advertising will tell you approximately how many people a day will see your advert. So you can see roughly it's I mean it's all rough, uh, but it's is can see roughly what your money's gonna get you. And one pound a day will actually get you a surprisingly large amount of people um if you look at it. It's it's very interesting to look at. Before you even spend any money, you can see that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. There's there's a lot to also be said for, for targeting. So let's take a pound for example. You've got to think, would I want 2,000 people seeing this ad and not clicking on it and not getting any streams? Or would I want 10 really highly qualified people to click on this ad and then stream it, add it to their playlists, and you get hundreds of streams off the back of it? Hmm. It's definitely something to consider when you're thinking of who to advertise towards.
0: And if you happen to pick up 10 really dedicated fans from this, then they will tell their friends. They'll go, hey, have you heard this music? And then before you know it, you've, your your small budget has reached further than you thought it would organically because a lot of people forget about organic content and organic sharing, um, especially in the sort of age of paying to, to get your message out there. But if you have a good thing to show people, a good song, a good Facebook page, whatever it is, then it will get out there and people share it. And before you know it, you've got a bigger audience than you thought you had for your smaller budget.
1: Yeah, picking up what Phil said there, all it takes is for one influential person to share your content and then it becomes viral or, you know, gets added to a playlist that's got tens of thousands of listeners a day. So, yeah, it's all about kind of getting qualified people on it rather than... And unfortunately, this seems to be the way that the algorithm works, is the easy option is to just boost something or just throw it out to everyone. And it will seem to get a lot of likes and you will kind of seem to get lots of views on it or whatever, but they're all for people that quite frankly couldn't care less. Like, I don't want to sound um, flippant about it, but there are quite a lot of countries that if you don't exclude, you'll just end up with loads of likes and that'll just burn through your money of people that were never interested in music in the first place. I feel like everyone can draw that point together from what yes. i meant.
0: Yes. Interestingly, now you mention it because i have run some advertising campaigns myself. Um those kinds of countries, uh you should think about excluding them. Even if you are not targeting them, even if you're going i'm choosing this country, you need to think about excluding those kinds of countries um because somehow you will find you get likes or comments or things like that from people and you don't really know how it happened i don't really mm. know how to say it. i'm I'm trying to be delicate but um yeah
1: well let's be honest like without beating around the bush it's because you're paying for those likes is the issue yeah that that's kind of where a lot of it stems from i'd also go the same for languages is mm. another good thing to exclude i mean even if you want to drill down into it you could say um you know if you're a heavy metal band I mean, you could just immediately exclude people who've expressed interest in EDM and house music. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's those small things that will quickly help you narrow down your audience.
0: And that's what you want. You want a small amount of qualified people, not a large amount of randoms. mm So uh, to conclude, as I always say, paid advertising uh, is a good thing to do if you do it well. If you think about how much you've got to spend, what's your goal and who you're targeting, it's a great idea. But if you're new or if you don't really have anything for people to kind of latch on to, think carefully about it. It can be a great way to waste money if you don't carefully plan, if you don't carefully think about what you're going to do. It's going to require some experimentation to get there, but it's worthwhile if you do that experimentation. Very well. I think that's probably the the conclusions of the episode.
1: Yeah, very well put. Thank you. So this week's featured band is a four-piece from London called Solar Strides. You can find out more about them by heading to at Solar Strides on Facebook. And this is their single, Reality, which is available on Spotify and all your regular places to stream from now. So until next time, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him.
0: Ciao. No mm-hmm. I can't hurt you, can't see my...